What's going on, everybody? This is Billy Alvaro, the Unstoppable BA, and this is Unstoppable REI Wealth, episode number 56. I cannot believe 56 episodes. It's flying by. Listen, today, I'm interviewing this dude from the Midwest, Cody Bugen. Cody is into a very serious niche, and when I tell you this guy's margins are through the roof, I ain't lying. What he does is he figures figured out how to go out there and actually master the art of getting entitlements on property. So he's scouring all across America, finding properties, land, usually it's just dirt, agricultural dirt, where he's taking it, he's getting it rezoned, getting it entitled, and he's going out and flipping it over to huge developers and the spreads that this dude is making, uh, you're not talking no 50, 100,000, 200,000 deals. This guy is well into the seven figures on the flips that he's doing. He's building massive wealth by taking that money and putting it into larger projects. The guy's full of fire and he loves giving back. So much so that he started a process called PIF, Purpose, Impact, Fulfillment. And I think once you go through this interview with him, which is about 40 minutes, you're gonna walk away shaking your head saying, my God, this guy's a genius. And how he loves to give to people is gonna put you on a completely different path. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My name is Billy Alvaro, AKA the Unstoppable VA former billion-dollar mortgage banker gone bankrupt turned professional real estate investor, where each week you'll learn the tools, strategies, systems, and secrets myself and other highly successful real estate investing entrepreneurs use to start, grow, and scale their businesses, creating massive profits and how you can too. And we'll teach you how to put those profits to work so you no longer have to. Get ready to finally experience financial freedom and generational wealth. Now, let's get started. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable REI Wealth. I'm your host, Billy Alvaro, the Unstoppable BA. And I got to tell you, this last month of doing these podcasts has been killer because I've had some really good guests on today. Man, this one I'm excited about because I'm getting into the development space. I told you guys I'm buying apartment buildings. We're starting to develop some land. I have some projects in Long Island. And I can tell you firsthand what this gentleman is going to be teaching us about, talking about today, is what I'm experiencing like firsthand. And it is a pain in the ass. It's a complete struggle. And it's called entitlements. So when you're taking land and making this thing, getting it all pretty and packaged up so you can eventually build, there's an art and there's some secrets. And today, my special guest, Cody, I want to make sure you don't kill your last name. Cody Bujan, Bugan? Bugan, drop the J. It's all good, brother. Everybody does it. Cody Bugan. Cody, welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Listen, so I'm excited because I want to know, just tell us exactly what your specialty is. Because before we got into this, you're like, look, I don't build. I don't develop. I don't do ground up. Like, I come in, I get the land, I entitlement, and I'm done. So, like, what does that actually mean? Well, what we do is we work the magic. Uh, so, you know, I've been at this since 02, been self-employed, had my land development, home building business, vertical construction company since 02. But after the last several years, we haven't been going vertical. So we haven't doing building homes or, or apartments or anything of the sort, any vertical construction, nor doing any horizontal construction. So like in subdivisions, putting in the infrastructure, you know, the utilities, the streets, the street lights, you know, everything you see there, we stopped doing that as well because of the market and because of the demand and the limited supply all we've been doing is the first two steps of what we've done the majority of our career and that is off-market prospecting you know so being a dirt dog knowing how to find deals and let me say that again off-market 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 everything we do is off-market you bring me an on-market deal more than likely i'm gonna pass why am i gonna pass because one of two things one of one of three things one it's either overpriced 
two, there's something wrong with it or three, I'm going to have to pay too much for it to get it. So uh, everything we do is off market. And then what we also do is what you mentioned was entitlement. So governmental approval process to how to take a piece of raw land, farmland, ag land, and turn it into an approved uh, development, right? I don't care if it's multifamily storage, single family residential, retail, commercial. I don't care what it is. They all got to go through the entitlement process. At the end of the day, whoever controls the dirt controls the deal. Let me say that again. Whoever controls the dirt controls the deal. So if you learn how to prospect off-market raw land that has development potential, you're in control. There's a line around the building of people that want that deal and want to be a part of that deal with you, either buy it from you or partner with you or whatever. If you can figure out how to create deal flow, you're in control. That's key, dude. I think that's key in any business. Anybody that I've interviewed that's successful comes down to the first, the first thing you have to push over is the deals. If you know how to market for or the first domino, I couldn't think of the goddamn word. The first domino you have to push over is finding deal flow. And those that just depend on on-market properties, you're losing money or you're not making anywhere near what you could if you had a program. So take me through, I know my world, single family, small mixed use, how I go about marketing. How do you go about marketing specifically for what you're looking for, because you have such a broad array. I mean, dirt is dirt, but what you can do with that dirt is tremendous. So how do you go about around the United States figuring out what you're gonna target and where you're gonna target? Yeah, so I mean, there's a, I mean, it all starts one with a criteria, right? So what's the criteria you're looking for? So we opened our headquarters in Dallas, you know, middle of last year, and we're in the process of scaling across the country. So from Texas to Arizona, to Florida, to Tennessee, to my hometown up in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, you know, we're doing deals in Georgia, Alabama, I mean, all over the place, right? And we're doing it on a big scale, right? So we have a whole team that cold calls, right? I think we have five people that cold call me for the cold call now full time. But we're just we're doing it the old school way. Like I don't have some magic bullet or silver bullet on what we do to prospect. Really, the what it is is we just do what no one else is willing to do. You know, like is no that one the work. Yeah, yeah, it's called yeah, right. Like I mean, so here's what we do: we identify, we create a criteria of where it is, right? Where we want to go and, you know, the size property and, and different things, nothing too crazy. And then we go and we pull lists that meet that criteria. And then we start hammering the phones, right? And we're sending direct mail and we're, we're not, you know, we're, we're dabbling a little bit in email and text and ringless voicemail. You got to be careful in those areas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've been doing cold calling and direct mail forever. Right. And it's just, there's nothing magical there. We're just doing what no one else is willing to do. And, and but the thing is, we're, we're, we're on it though. Our follow-up and our follow-through is yeah. on it. So we set up alerts in our CRM where we're constantly staying in front of these people. I mean, I can't tell you how many deals we've gotten over the years where they're like, dude, you guys have been trying to buy my property for however many years I've gotten this yeah. many mailings from you or this many phone calls from you. the reality is we figured we'd talk to you before we talk to anybody else. And so the money's in the follow-up, man, the money is in the follow-up. If you get a lead, even if you don't get it and you know, it fits your criteria, hit it, hit it, hit it until yeah. they fucking tell you stop. We're going to call the police. And even when they say that, continue to market them. <laughs> yeah. Just keep filling the funnel. The reality is if you keep filling the funnel, you keep putting in the work, you keep moving forward, you keep progressing. Eventually deals will come out the other side. It's just, Cody, are you doing any type of like reverse type marketing where you have buyers that want a specific area and then you're going out and finding the land or are you just like, like, tell me how you come up with your criteria. You're all over the United States. So yeah. how do you determine Cody, the brain of this business, how do you determine where you're going to market 
to start driving in these deals. It's a huge playground. So I'm less in the trenches on my business today. You know, I, we have people on the team that we have economical criteria, right? As far as uh, markets that meet our business model. But if I was just to put it in layman terms, which would be more my terms, cause I'm just a dirt guy with a vision, you know, I'm a high school graduate and you know, we can get into, you know, I'm just a meat and potatoes guy, right? Grew up in a small little town, but I mean, the simple way I explain it is unless there's three publics in that market, as far as three public, can we mainly focus single family, right? It's where there's more demand right now than ever. So our main focus is single family residential, unless there's three publics in that market or that are willing to go to that market, we're not interested. And so three publics, publicly traded companies. So like DR Horton, Lennar, Pulte, companies like that, large publicly traded single family home builders, unless three of them are there or willing to go there, we're not going there. These guys are way smarter than us. And so, you know, if they're not there, we're not interested in being there. But also here again, you gotta remember the scale of our company, we're doing large projects, right? So 500 lot projects, 300 lot projects, you know, we've looked at some thousand lot deals is, is that very few guys in town can even remotely um, look at a deal like that, take it down. Yeah. But as far as the reverse engineering, I will tell you, so like right now we just hired a guy, he's head of business development now at our company, VP of business development. And his main role in our business now is as we're going into these different states and different jurisdictions, the big metro areas are easy, right? So, you know, the, the top, you know, say 50 metro areas in the country, those are easy. Everybody's there. But where it gets fun or where the money can really be made is out in the secondary markets or tertiary markets. And so we'll go talk to these publicly traded companies in the main metro and we'll say, hey, what tertiary markets or secondary markets outside the main metro do you want to be in? And they'll share that with us. And so guess what? We go hunting in those markets and then we bring them deals. But we're also a company where we do our underwriting clear through all the way through vertical construction. So, cause we're willing to do the vertical. We've, we've done tons of it, right? And decades of it. So we underwrite all the way through building the vertical structure and selling say a finished home. And so we underwrite clear to that, you know, to finish lots. If we just want to do the horizontal development, put in all the infrastructure and sell finished lots or exit and entitlements. And so we're in a position where when we go into a market, we'll take the deal all the way through finished houses if we have to. But the reality is with the demand the way it is, not only are we not building the houses, we're not even putting in the horizontal land development, the, the infrastructure, we're just exiting after we get political approvals, which is called entitlements. That's um, and that's just been the case the last several years because the demand's been so high. And so how long has it been? Three, four years? We haven't really built anything? I built one subdivision in, oh gosh, what was that? Maybe 19? Better than that, the last five years, I've sold everything in entitlements because the amount of mark, you gotta understand this, the amount of margin or profit that's left in the deal for me to go develop it and sell finished lots, there's not enough margin left in the deal for me to put up the capital or take on the debt needed in order to take, to, to do the development. That's where the risk real, really starts, right? Because my average deal, remember my deals are bigger, but my average deal, I spend about 500 grand getting entitlements. But if I'm going to go and, and develop it, times that by 10, that now yeah. that's how much capital I got to put up. And I'm about 3x that in debt. Yeah. So that's where the real risk starts. And so when we look at that additional capital and that additional risk versus the profit that's left, it makes no sense for us to do anything but entitle. 
We're willing to develop it, but why, right? These guys, here's the reality. Guys that all they do is develop, right? And that's it. That hand in the cookie jar. Mark my words, if the developer, that hand is being squeezed out of the cookie jar. Okay, so in main, main metro markets throughout the country, we are the off-market prospecting guys, the entitlement guys, and it's going right from us to the home builder. And the home builder now is willing to develop the subdivision, do the horizontal construction, the infrastructure, just to have the lots to build on. Yep. Because they got to feed their home building machine, yep. right? And so these guys, what they will take on that development risk for or, or capital needed or them, they're self-funded so that it's not third-party debt, but they're willing to do that for so little margin. For a little guy like me, relative to them, it makes the risk, no sense. Yeah, the risk doesn't. That's what I said to you before we came on. We have a development project, small. It's in Long Island, but when we get this thing entitled, we can probably sell the package off for 4 or $5 million in cash out. It's going to take us $11 million to build it, all yeah. the debt, all the carrying, sell it off in the back end for 22 After we pay out our partners, everything else, we might walk away with $6 million. So to get yeah. four now or six later after three years of developing, it makes no sense. That's, exa that's, exact, that's exactly right. But you got to understand, if you know how to get through entitlements, you have bring huge value to endless, endless investors out there, endless companies out there, because entitlements is a gift. Entitlements is a process. It's outside the box. You got to be creative. You got to understand how to play it politically. You know, it's, Cody, it's for, uh, for those people that are listening that are fix and flippers with aspirations to get into doing what you're doing on either development for single families or larger scale projects. Just give me a definition of what entitlements is because they might not know. So entitlements, the easiest way to explain entitlements is it's a governmental approval process. Okay. So if you, let's say you go find a piece of raw land, remember what I probably said at the beginning of this show. And if I didn't, I'll say it now. What we specialize in is prospecting or finding off market raw land that has development potential. Yep. Okay. The key word, the key thing that, well, there are a few things. One is off market and two is development potential because, you know, there's guys out there that are teaching how to flip rural land and make a few bucks, much like a house wholesaler. Right. And you look at the opportunity there, it's very limited because they're just, they're just flipping or wholesaling. Right. And it's a hamster wheel. I mean, to be frank, it's a hamster wheel because you got to do so many deals to create any substantial income, okay? We are in the value add business. So what I mean by that is we go find a piece of raw land and we take it through that governmental approval process. And I'm gonna touch on this more in a second. We get it entitled. Entitlements is the approvals, okay? Now, instead of me just having a piece of farmland or ag land, I now have an approved development. And the value of it as approved development is much more than it is as a piece of raw land. And so that's where the value add comes in because you got to understand people often say, Oh, you know, this raw land, they think they can just go in and develop it, right? Because it's zoned for development. Zoning is great. You need zoning, but zoning alone doesn't, doesn't do anything for you. It's just that you still got to go through the process of, of doing studies, you know, studying the dirt, doing geotech and phase ones and, and, you know, doing all your boundary surveys and, and going and, you know, if there's an existing structure, doing I'm not going to get into all the details. My point is you put together what's called a land use application. Okay. You submit that to the jurisdiction. They review what you want to do. Right. And then you go through a process. 
And then they ultimately, most, most jurisdictions, you have a hearing where they approve your development or deny it. Okay. So once you get your, your development is approved, now you got something special. And a lot of the big boys, they hate that entitlement process because you often have to get creative and get outside the box to get the type of results you want. We often see ourselves as a chameleon. We know how to, cause like these publics, they don't know how to speak a property owner's language. Okay. So we'll go in and with a property owner, we'll figure out what their hot buttons are, what are important to them. And we'll structure a deal around those hot buttons. Okay. This is the property seller you're saying. Property seller. Yeah. Which my clients can't do because oftentimes the things I'll do for these hot buttons, my clients can't do my buyers. Okay. So now I'm speaking the property owner's language. Next, I got to speak the jurisdiction's language to get the project approved. I need to figure out what their hot buttons are. I got to be willing to fall on a sword of what's important to them so that they can please the public and please the vision of the jurisdiction. Even if it's not lawful, even if it's outside their code, even if it's outside a land use law, sometimes I'll fall on a sword on something I'm not required to do just to please the jurisdiction or make the politicians look good in front of the public. And then I'll win in other areas that aren't in the spotlight, but I got to know how to speak the jurisdiction's language. I got to figure out their hot buttons. I got to figure out what's important to them. What we're talking about here is negotiation one-on-one. I'm negotiating with the property owner. Now I'm negotiating with the jurisdiction. Next, I'm negotiating with my buyer or who I'm exiting to. What's important to them? What are their hot buttons? And at the end of the day, that's why we call ourselves a chameleon because we've got to adapt and be creative and create win-win deals that work for all these different parties that have different hot buttons or things that are important to them. And that's where you bring tremendous, tremendous value to these deals. I'm interested. That was a great answer, by the way, Cody. I'm, I'm interested in how are you doing this at scale when in various jurisdictions around the country, they all have their nuances and their processes and their good old boy networks that you have to get in with in order to get these approvals. So speak to the audience, even to me, on how are you going about doing this on a national basis and working with those jurisdictions to get everything through the process of entitlement to where it can, it can sell to an end developer? That's a really good question. Um, so my headquarters where the CEO is and the executive team and all of our, our whole team, our staff, is in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, okay? Which is a great place, by the way, to have headquarters. But we're doing deals all across the country. So yes, we have our team and I, I don't even know, remember how many people are in our headquarters. Not a ton. I think there's, don't hold me to this at all. I, just say our team, our, our in-house team is 15, 20 people. Okay. There's a fair amount of bandwidth there, but not enough to be doing deals all across the country and knowing how to please each jurisdiction. Yep. So, and we don't have boots on the ground everywhere either. Right. So we're just headquarters in Dallas. We have no other offices. Plus I'm virtual. I work from my casita in my backyard in Scottsdale, Arizona, but we hire the best consultants. Okay. We hire the best civil engineers. The reality is the civil engineers, they do the majority of the lifting to get entitlements. Right. Or if you're doing multifamily or you're doing storage or retail or whatever, In single family, it's just a civil engineer. And some of those other asset classes to get entitlements, you want to bring, you have a civil engineer and you have an architect, okay? But I try to hire civil engineers and architects. We interview at least three in every jurisdiction we go into. And those, and usually the three we we interview were referred to us by the jurisdiction, okay? Or by our clients, okay? So that's how we create who we're going to interview. And so realize what I just did there. 
I just reverse engineered it in a way. Oh yeah. I'm hiring engineers that my clients love or that the jurisdiction loves. And so by me hiring the best engineers, the most competent engineers in town or architects, one, they're my boots on the ground in that area of the country. Okay. And two, they know the jurisdiction. Yep. They know what's important to them. And so they're not on my staff, they're consultants, but I'm trying to hire the best consultants for that jurisdiction in each jurisdiction throughout the country that we're working in. That's smart, yep. dude. Very smart. When you, before you get to that point, because again, you don't have boots on the ground in these areas. How are you determining what the highest and best use is for that particular property to figure out, you know what? I know I can convert this into a 500 lot subdivision versus I'm only going to get 300 lots out of it. Like, how do you go through that not being in the area and having all the various, you know, codes yeah. for that particular area? So what could we do have most of the stuff you can get access to all the information you need online. All these jurisdictions have websites for the most part, plus all of them have planners or planners on duties. And so part of my underwriting department is when we underwrite a deal is, you know, we're looking into the code, you know, so we're, we're searching online, we're running, we're, we're going and, you know, pulling different mapping and, but also we're in communication with the jurisdiction. We're calling up the planner on duty or whoever it may be. And so we're doing a lot of research and a lot of information gathering as yeah. a part of our underwriting process. And we don't go into any of these deals blind before I ever send an LOI, which is a letter of intent for those that don't know what LOI is before we'll even, even send a letter of intent that we're interested in buying something we have done a we've done a tremendous amount of underwriting to we have a really good idea of what we have there remember if i have five basic things i talk about like on my facebook page or on one of my websites but there's five basic things that if you want a piece to be developable right one is what's it zoning okay and it might just be zoned ag currently agricultural but there's an overlay in their concept plan where they want it to be annexed and zoned to residential single family or multifamily or industrial, whatever. So one is zoning. Okay. Two is access. How do you get access to development? You got to have access, right? Some pieces you go look at are landlocked where there's yeah. no public right of way to get to the piece. And so how do you access it? Right. Three is utilities or all the public utilities that are needed to develop it like sanitary sewer and water and things of that sort. Next is the topography of the land. Some pieces are a lot more expensive to develop than others, yeah. or because of the topography, they're not developable. They might be too steep, or you might say, okay, there's sewer, sanitary sewer right in the street, right next to the land. But the problem is the land slopes away from the public right of way or away from the road. And so you can't gravity feed sewer from the land to the main trunk line. So in some jurisdictions, it'll let you put in pumps where you can pump it uphill, but that's jurisdiction by jurisdiction. So next is topography of the land. Third is, or fifth is overlays, okay? Because as you get into the mapping that these jurisdictions, most of them will be able to provide you mapping resources for land that's within their jurisdiction is certain pieces, guess what? They have wetland overlays on them, right? Or they have steep slope overlays on them, or they have, you know, whatever, there's all these floodplain. They have all these different overlays that are on them that even though the piece looks amazing, you didn't realize there's this big overlay on it where you can't do much with it. So those are the five basic things that you need to take into consideration when it comes to raw land with development potential. 
Huge. Those are five nuggets right there, dude. I appreciate that. Listen to love that. I mean, it's just stuff that guys in the single family space, they don't get unless they're doing what you do. So those, those were nuggets there. I want to get into, um, want to get into your training course. Cause you, I know you started doing this about two years ago. Cause you've got this thing, like you master scientist it, right? You got this yep. thing figured out. What are you doing now with training on this particular thing, the entitlement process? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. So I've been doing this since 02, right? When I started my company and I'm at a point in my career and I'm not wearing the shirt today. This shirt is LDP, land deal paydays, but I have a shirt that says PIF on it, which is purpose impact fulfillment. Okay, and I'm at a stage in my career, there's actually a book out there about it called Halftime, where you get to a certain point in your career and I'm really focused on purpose impact fulfillment. Really, what's my purpose? How can I have a positive impact, which leads to fulfillment? And mark my words, we're all searching fulfillment, for fulfillment, even if we don't know it. We all talk about the word happiness. I don't even love the word happiness. Happiness is temporary. None of us are searching for happiness. We're all searching for fulfillment. And I'll tell you this, without impact, fulfillment's not possible. So I'm at a point in my life where I'm really focused on PIF. That's like my tagline. That's my clone. Grant Cardone's got 10X. I got PIF. And guess what? I like PIF better than 10X. Um, So from that thinking, I started Vestrite, um, V-E-S-T-R-I-G-H-T. And that's my online education company where we are teaching exactly what we do and what we continue to do verbatim. And so we have two main courses. We have one that's called Land Acquisition Academy, where we teach you the prospecting. We teach you how to how to evaluate these deals, how to value them, how to underwrite them. We teach you how to entitle them, and we teach you how to dispose of them or exit or sell them. Okay, that's called Land Acquisition Academy. But and we've been doing that course now for a couple of years, and it's great. We have phenomenal testimonials, and it's it's just been beyond blessing. It's been very emotional for me at times because because I'm having an impact. But as of lately, what we've been doing is we kept having people saying, hey, Cody, we don't really want to deal with going and finding the capital for entitlements or friend and family or 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 whatever. And we don't really want to deal with the entitlements. We just want to prospect. We just want to tee deals up. And I heard it enough times. Okay, enough's enough. So we went and created another course where it's just all it is is about finding these deals. It's about creating deal flow. Because that's where tremendous value is to anybody. Whether you want to partner with me or you want to partner with Billy or you want to partner with whoever, if you can find the deal with a ready, willing seller, you tee that up, you bring it to a guy like me or Billy, okay? And we'll partner with you and we will cut you in on our payday, okay? When we exit. Or if you want a small little quick fee, that's fine too, even though it's not how you build real wealth, but we'll give you a small quick fee in the beginning as well. So we created another course called Land Prospecting Unleashed. And all we're teaching you is the prospecting portion of it. And then you just, you tee it up and you bring the guys. So we have numerous students now that bring us deals and we capitalize them. We run the entitlements, we sell them, and then we cut them in on our payday. So like I got a deal closing in March, for example, knock on wood, thank the Lord but it's closing in March. I'm selling it to one of the publics and the student that brought me the deal. I'm cutting that student a check for over $500,000 for, for me. Right. Yeah. And so think about how many flips you got to do to make 500 grand or how many houses you got to host deal to make 500 grand. And the reality is he teed it up. I did all the other work. I capitalized it and he's getting that check. Or if you want, I'm not going and 
if it's all about PIF, purpose, impact, fulfillment, I'm not doing this just from my own deal flow. So go do Land Acquisition Academy. Learn how to do entitlements. Learn how to exit. Do it all on your own, and that's fine, and you can have the whole payday. I will tell you that I can't remember the last time my payday was less than seven figures on a deal. That's crazy. Um, It's a different world. world. How long on average does it take you to go through, and I know each jurisdiction is different, from getting that thing locked up on the contract through to entitlements approved where you can turn around and flip it? Great question for your audience. Um, It really does depend on jurisdiction, area in the country, state. I mean, the quickest is six months. The longest it really takes is, say, 18. So we just what we do, just tell you how we calculate. When we go put together a deal, we just always figure 12 months on average. And so we'll put out that 500 grand. Remember, my deals are bigger. Right. You can go do it for a whole lot less than 500 grand. You can go do deals for 50 grand, but we figure we'll put out that money over the course of 12 months and then we have our payday. And and are, you, are you basically looking at single family subdivisions or are you looking at everything? So we've been really focused on single family the majority of our career just because we're very comfortable that everybody needs a, a roof over their head. We've done a little bit of multifamily, but we're in the course this year because off-market prospecting is the same no matter what the asset class is, right? Yep. So whether it's retail, what not matter. And then entitlements is, I'd say, 90% the same no matter what the asset class is. Yep. So we, you know, single family's just been so hot. There's huge demand there, huge undersupply. So it's, there's just a ton of opportunity there, but because of the scale of our company and, and the size we're becoming, we starting in 22, we're going to start doing it in other asset classes as well. But Smart. I should tell you that the reason we're doing that is it's not to generate more ordinary income and, and bigger payday or more paydays. It's because you know, one thing I've never been good at in my career is creating cash flow or passive income, residual income. I've always just created, generated a bunch of ordinary income. And for the first time in my career, I'm really focused on, on building my cash flow, my passive and guys. And, and I was like, how do I do that without getting outside of my lane? I have a specialty, what I know, what I do, what I teach. It's a blue ocean opportunity. Very few guys are doing it. I don't know of any other buddy teaching it, but me. And if there is, they've, they've never hit my radar, but how do I do what I do, not get outside my lane, not go do value add multifamily or storage where I go buy existing facilities and figure out how to way to grow the value. You know, no offense to anybody out there, but multifamily syndicators are becoming a dime a dozen, much like house wholesalers. There's one on almost every street corner. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, none of those guys know how to do what I do. The barrier of entry, it's, um, well, one is because they probably have never done my course, but it's just, it's outside the norm. It's blue ocean. And so what we figured out to do is we want to start getting involved in storage, multifamily, industrial. And so we're going to go start teeing deals up, much like we teach our students to do, but then bringing in partners to be the operators and be the developer and do the construction of multifamily, storage, industrial. And we're getting a piece of every deal for teeing them up. And yeah. it's a way because these are deals they're going to hold. Ooh. And so now I'm creating cash flow, passive income, residual without doing anything outside the box of what I've yeah. done for 20 years. Smart, dude. It's extremely smart what you're doing. How old are you? I am 43. Yeah, you're right there in your prime, bro. Like ripping it. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Making shit happen. Go back just real quick. Just tell the audience on the two courses that you have. What are the modules? You don't have to go in detail, but what's the modules and then what's the cost factor for each? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd be lying if I told you I knew all the modules because my team <laughs> organizes all that. But like Land Acquisition Academy is five grand. 
I mean, online videos they go through. Yeah. Yeah. It's an eight week course. There's online videos, there's homework. It's a membership login, a portal. It's five grand. I mean, dude, I just talked about how large our paydays are. Like, so what happens is five grand is nothing relative to the opportunity. And that's exciting for us, right? If I could charge a million dollars for the course, I would, the problem is no one would buy it. And so that's five grand. And then the other course, which is land prospecting unleashed. It's about three weeks of content, but you go through it at your own pace, right? So you can go through it as quick as you want. And that course is two grand. Um, And just give you an example. I just mentioned a moment ago, I have a student that, you know, Lord willing, when the deal closes in March, I'm going to cut a student a check for over 500 grand for Tina deal up for us. You're doing good, bro. You're doing good. You're giving out some good value. And this, honestly, it is especially because probably about a year ago, maybe two years ago, when I started getting into these larger deals, I'm like, shit, I have to start learning how to do this. I'm a student. I, I learn and then I execute. I yeah. look online for specifically how to do land entitlements. And it was like MIT courses or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I want to learn real world how to do this. Nobody. So you have a nice niche in this market where I'm sure you're going to fucking crush it, bro. You're going to ask. Thanks, me. man. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we've done well. We're thankful. And, and um, but it's just the floodgates are opening right now in 22 for us. And, you know, someone said to me the other day, one of my buddies, he's like, Cody, the first 20 years of your career was just practice or warm up. Right. And so, so it's, um, we're very thankful. And, um, but it managed just so much fun teaching this stuff, you know, because fulfillment is really where it's at. Like, you're a giver, I can go ahead. You know, I can go make 2 million, 4 million, 5 million on a deal. And that's awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. It's awesome, but it doesn't bring fulfillment. It doesn't money's just a tool. And so, but when I'm changing people's lives through my course, right through my education, like that's, that's special. It empowers you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good feel. Listen, we're going to have something special to give away our guests. We're going to put it on the website, billysecrets.com. We'll get your link. We'll put it on there. Let them do their thing. And um, I'm excited. I'm actually probably going to be investing in your course. <laughs> Sounds good. Because <laughs> I want to I want to learn how to expedite this process. This whole thing we, we were doing these last two deals, just it absolutely yeah. crazy. And if I can learn a couple of secrets just to streamline this process, I'm all in. Dude, it's well worked. I have numerous, numerous students that have been real estate investors for years that reach out to us and just thank us up and down, right? Like, just one, if you, if you only get one little nugget, it's worth it. Right. So, Absolutely. you know, and the other thing too, is, and if you don't want to go do it and I'm not trying to pitch you here, I'm just telling you, we also have allied land fund where people can invest in our model. Right. And so we have a fund that you can invest in and we just give you an idea. We pay a 20 pref and why, why Cody, that's crazy. 20 pref, 20% preferred return. Well, uh, you know, cause most guys are doing six, 8% preferred returns. And it's just because the margins are there in our deals, right? And so, but the reality is my split is 90-10 though. I take 90% of the split after the 20% pref, which is a much higher split leaning my way than most funds. And guys are like, Cody, that's crazy. How, how are you ever going to pull that off? Well, the way I'm going to pull it off is that my pref is better than your overall return of your whole fund. Yeah, and so exactly. where these guys are doing a 6-8% preferred return, their overall return on the fund is 17%, 15 18 Well, just my pref outperforms their fund. So my split is, is kind of irrelevant at that point. And so we're trying to hit a target return of 24 to 29% for our fund here. Again, I'm not trying to pitch y'all. Actually, our fund is fully subscribed. It fully subscribed in three and a half hours. Um, we did a live webinar and within three and a half hours. It was fully subscribed, but we're going to launch another fund in March or April. So it's exciting, dude. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to watching you grow, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
Appreciate you coming on the show, Cody. You're bull of energy, ton of knowledge, and I'm sure my listeners got a lot out of it. If they want to uh, find you or your business, what do they do? Yeah, just we're kind of growing our social media following, but a good place to go where I'm posting content numerous times a week is just go to Facebook. And it's just at Cody Bugan, C-O-D-Y-B-J-U-G-A-N, name on the screen. Just go to Facebook and just check out my free content, right? And, And we'll just go from there. Awesome, brother. Good having you. Good meeting you. And um, I'll talk to you right after the show. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My mission is to give you, my listeners, the blueprint for success, the insider secrets for starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing business so you can experience and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you to catapult yourself to success. Go to billyssecrets.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com. There you will find every single tool, tip, trick, strategy, system, and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor. Everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start, grow, and scale your real estate investing business. I really hope you implement what you're learning. I hope you utilize these tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets, and I hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.